0: Welcome to 143 Pixels, I'm Bill, and we're here to talk about games we love. Uh, Each episode, I bring a friend and my friend brings a game. This week, my friend is Chris Enns, and the game that he brought is NHL uh, from EA Sports. Um, Not really NHL in a certain one, but we talked about, you know, just hockey games in general, he asked if it was uh, breaking the rules, and I said there are no rules and there are no rules. So let's let's talk about this. But but first, I I just want to preface it by saying because of the the way that we just talked about hockey games in general, I, I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense to follow the usual um, the usual formula for 143 pixels. So usually what happens is I talk a little bit about uh, my interviewee. I talk a little bit about, you know, I give you a preface for what we discussed on the show and I'm going to do all that. And then we take a break and I talk about the game. But because we talked about just hockey games in general, it doesn't really make a, a whole lot of sense to do that second half. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to tell you, that uh chris is a podcast editor and a producer at Lemonproductions.ca, and you can actually hire him to uh produce your podcast if you want uh he runs a podcast network with his friends over at goodstuff.fm he's had me on his shows in the past and that's actually how we met you can find him on twitter at iChris. that's a really good twitter handle by the way uh But but you know Chris and I had you know we we sat down and we talked about these hockey games but it wasn't just about hockey games we talked about sports in general Uh, we talked about real hockey we talked about you know the fact that these games are roster updates when do you update your game like do you buy it every single year or do you uh, wait a couple of years in between or do you wait for big features before you buy the next version of the game Uh, we talked about. You know, preferences for narrative stuff in the more modern versions of hockey games over just playing through seasons, or maybe even not playing seasons, maybe just sitting down and playing a random game from time to time. We discussed the national game of Canada, and it's not what you think it is. There's a huge surprise somewhere in the interview where I find out that hockey is in fact not the national sport of Canada, which is kind of mind blowing. Um, You know, we we discussed whether or not you would watch uh, fake hockey on TV in the pandemic and some of our favorite arcade hockey games, not the simulation games, but the arcadey ones. We had a really fun conversation and I'm so happy that Chris was able uh, to come on the show Because he was really great, and man, he he has a great voice too. So I'm going to stop talking, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a couple of ads that I can find uh, for uh, old NHL games. Uh, So we'll we'll hear those ads, and then on the other side, we will uh, hear my interview with Chris about hockey games in general in video games. All right, I'll see you on the other side. Here's the sequel to the number one hockey game on Sega. Now you can slap one-timer shots, creating an entirely new level for offensive strategy. For more realistic feel, there are now new offensive and defensive commands. See fans pound the glass and hats hit the ice after a hat trick. Don't be a hockey puck. Try NHL 94 from Electronic Arts.
1: Think about what I want to record, and then especially the scheduling of guest part. This part that you and I have gone back and forth. You can see I'm awful at it. Just even when I'm the guest, never mind the one who actually has to arrange, you know, <laughs> and schedule. So yeah. that's where it's like that stuff. If I could, in a perfect world, I have like an assistant who would like say, "Hey, Chris, we need to schedule a guest for next week." Okay, who do you want to talk yeah. to? And I'd say Are these people, and then you know that'd be the dream. But that would be because uh, I love the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know every podcaster who'd like does what you and I do, like where it's like a hobby. It's you'd make a bit of money maybe, but it's like the side hustle thing. It, it's the dream to have like a production assistance that's, yeah. So until my kids are old enough to take over. For-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. All right. Yeah. So here, let me ask you a question. Um Most of the time people, and, and it's not a big deal that you haven't told me ahead of time, but most of the time people will have told me the game that we're going to talk about ahead of time. And you said something vague about hockey. Uh, So that is all I know. Um, I am going to preface this by saying I don't really play sports games and I don't really watch sports, but I'm really more interested in why the game that you picked is the game that you picked. So first off, what game did you pick?
1: Well, I don't know if this breaks the rules of the show, but there's no rules. Okay, good so I didn't break them the the uh I'm more in, interested in because uh sports games in general for, for sports video games are kind of you uh, know generic in a sense like in, in there is like new versions of Call of Duty that come out and they do make major changes and people I think kind of prefer sometimes will say like oh, I this version of Call of Duty and I don't really play this this one um whereas sports games generally tend to be like you just always play, at least for me, I always just play the latest version because I want to play the latest version that has the latest roster updates or the latest features. Why would I play a version where like the stick breaks if you do a certain thing or whatever, like bugs in it or whatever that they've fixed? Um, And so that was always, that's always been my thing. So I was actually, when I said the NHL or the hockey series, it's to me, that means the EA Sports uh, NHL hockey series that started way back in 91, I think. I looked it up. I was like, I can't believe it's that long ago, but here we are. 30 whatever years later. So uh, did you start with that first one? Yeah, like it was, um, I had, I don't remember what year the Genesis came out, but the it must've been the 90, 89, 90, somewhere in there. The Sega Genesis came out and I called, this is how old this is. I called the video game store because we didn't have the internet, obviously. didn't have websites to go to to tell you what was new. There wasn't anything like that. And so I called the video game store downtown. I was like, what games should I be looking at for my Genesis or whatever? And I don't even, I was young, like grade nine or something like that. I don't even Mm -hmm. know if I knew how to use the phone at the time. But the guy on the phone was like, well, there's this new hockey game you could try if you like sports stuff. And I was like, sure, I guess I'll give it a try. And so we went down with our parents, bought the game, came back and like was hooked instantly. It it wasn't even a question of like, do I kind of like this or not? It was instant, like hours upon hours every weekend playing this stinking hockey game that and i understand like you're you, you mentioned that you don't really play sports games i understand the idea that video games sometimes for a lot of people is like they want it an a, adventure an escape maybe a story that they follow through some some sort of quest to go on those kinds of things with video games and for me like i definitely that appeals to me as well i love the like world of warcraft and, and things like that um but for me hockey was a bit of an escape in terms of the being Canadian, if you're not aware. <laughs> um, and all the people around me played hockey, lots of people, all, a lot of my friends in school and stuff. I didn't play hockey myself, actually, like ice hockey. I had a goofy accident when I was a kid where I fell while I was skating, broke my arm. I was like terrified of ever going back on skates again. My parents couldn't convince me to learn how to skate basically after that. And so for me, getting a video game was much the same as, like, I don't know, getting a flight simulator, getting a, uh, I can't think of it, like a Call of Duty, I guess, if you're a military right. dude or like whatever, where you get to fantasize about being that person you watch on TV and playing hockey. And so that was my escape of sorts, uh, getting to play the, the hockey series that way.
0: Now, remind me, I have, because I remember playing uh, NHL whatever on the Sega Genesis because even though I was never into sports games, almost all of my friends were into sports games. So we often would play those games back in the day. And I have this memory of like the NHL cartridge it was black and it had like a
1: yellow clip on the side am i remembering that right yeah i think there's a, there's a bunch of i don't know what the technical reasons were before before uh, some of those cartridges where they had like a little i don't know if it was like just for grip to get the game out or if there was some like technical thing when they were making it you know like they had to like put an extra thing in there because of i don't know what but, <laughs> yeah it definitely had like a little extra tab in there that you like on the side of the the cartridge that's oh, i miss i miss cartridges <laughs> 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 so um obviously we the, like the
0: the new hockey game just got announced uh I don't know like a week ago or something like
1: that right yeah, yeah well it's always like I, I'm not a f- I'm not a hardcore fanatic in terms of like following every game I didn't buy every game of the series over the years I didn't necessarily like you know you fall away from it for a while and then my kids came along and now they I kind of like I was like oh well, I should get them into this now and, and a couple of my kids are definitely into the hockey series as well and love playing them but of course, every kid is drawn in by Fortnite, and I can't pull them away for <laughs> <Yeah>. very long.
0: <laughs> As a parent, I understand 100. Uh, percent It's tough to get them to play anything other than that. It's become yeah. like for us when uh, for those of you who are listening to the show, uh, Chris and I are both el- elderly statesmen. I would say, right? Uh, well, I'm
1: talking about buying a game in '91, so I right, think <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, so I would, I would liken games like Fortnite to going to the mall in the 90s. Like right. that is what they it's like a social experience. It is a social experience. It's not yeah. just about the game whereas when I play a game sometimes it's a social experience, but most of the time it's just a chance to me to, you know, swing a sword around or whatever. Um yeah. so, you know, you talk about the different versions and getting the roster updates. How do you feel about, you know, the same game comes out every single year, and it's a roster update, essentially. Are you okay with that? You're like, well, I mean, it's only $60 a
1: year to play my hockey game, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, some people play many times that to play Fortnite each year, I guess. That's one way of looking at it um and i don't and truth truth be told i don't i don't buy it every year and and or now with kids again it's kind of nice because my son will get it for christmas or birthdays or whatever from grandparents so it's <laughs> nice to like put the budget line under his uh, his uh, his wallet but um yeah no i didn't buy it every year i would kind of like alternate every other year and then maybe rent it from a video game store if i was you know really curious about what what was going on with it um and certainly in the late nineties, early two thousands, when it was like a really popular game. I mean, it still is popular, but like it was a really money making game series for EA sports. I think they kind of like let it slide and would just cause there's no competition for it. And so they would just put out new versions, make a few roster updates, fix a couple bugs, maybe no new features. Cause what are they worried about? Like if you're if you like hockey, you're gonna buy the game. Right. <laughs> there's no right. competition, right? And so it's not like you're, yeah, you're running over a different system or whatever. Um, and so I'd actually read that they didn't actually even need to have like, you know, in EA Sports, I guess for a long time has had the exclusive license to develop games for the NFL, so the Madden series. And recently that sort of changed a bit, I guess, where they can, they can, nobody else can make a simulation, but they can make like NFL Blitz and like the sort of arcadey versions of football. But EA Sports didn't even need a license because there's just no desire to have a competition for the game even it wasn't a big enough market for someone else to jump into with such a big competitor right off the gates but um sega i don't know who it was exactly dreamcast at some point they started the 2k series of sports games Mm -hmm. that came out and there was an nhl version in there and for five to seven years somewhere in there there was actual competition for ea sports in the games and that's like and that was actually right around the time that i kind of fell away from video gaming i didn't have a latest greatest system at the time uh, busy with life stuff, but um from what i'm just reading back through some of the history it 's like that 's when that kind of pushed e a sports to like actually figure out they need to develop new features, otherwise people are going to go to this other game system and uh and it kind of came to a head, I guess like two thousand four there was an the h l strike, so the hockey wasn 't even on two k happened to have a really good series run there from two k three or four or whatever. Um, And so, you know, in the business side of the video game industry, anyways, it was actually a really vibrant time because there's competition for the audience. And so features and, you know, bullet lines where you can say, like, not just we have the latest player, but this new feature, this new fight mode or whatever that came out, you know, was a big deal. And I think because of that sort of time period, then EA Sports and maybe the hockey folks within EA Sports or whatever the studios they were using, were it able to justify like making some really good games. And so I think the 2010 kind of version somewhere in there is kind of when my, my kids started getting old enough to be able to play it a little bit with me. Um, and, and yeah, I kind of got back into it. But yeah, like I said, like in answer to your original question about roster and updates, I, I don't buy the game each year. It's, it's kind of like, I look at, see what, what the features are. If there's something that's really groundbreaking for as far as how I play it, I play individual games and then sort of run through a season of, of a game not like Fortnite seasons, but actual right, Fortnite right, seasons. right. <laughs> <laughs> Playing, you know, trying to play actually eighty games or whatever. This season, I never really get through it all because obviously it, it usually drops off around thirty games, and I'm like, okay, this is enough. But you know, I get, I love the like roster, like within the game itself, the roster changes, firing your coach, trading players, dealing with injuries, uh, rivalries within the season, and and things like that. And and when with the commentator and the presentation of the game being. I don't know if, what the last NHL game you've played was, but... It was game, probably 94. Right, which is a classic game. Yeah. But uh, the the presentation of the game, like, you know, if I remember playing and friends come over or whatever, it's like, I mean, you know it's a video game, but it's also pretty hard to tell if it's not at a glance that, that it's a video game because the TV-style it's TV the TV style presentation of the game is incredible these days, and the, the uh, announcers are dead on with what's going on with on the game. It's not like a joke where they, you know, are commenting on things five minutes ago or whatever right um so and i've never really gotten into too much of the online play with them because it's always like i end up getting matched with some 15 year old who smokes me and it's not like that's not like a nice fun way to. as a i don't know how you feel but at the end of the day it's not like you finish your job put your kids to bed and then you want to get beat at a game by a 15 year old (laughs) kid (laughs) so need a little more of an ego boost i guess or whatever. Do so. you th-
0: do you think that the the game would be overall better if uh, you could put your age in and say only match me against people who are in their 40s. <laughs> yeah. There should be like a a dad or a parent pool probably. <laughs> <I'm gonna> <laughs> that would be awesome. You know, you're you're completely right about the TV style presentation of sports games these days. Um I re I I said that I don't play sports games. I've been playing um, PGA Tour a bunch. Mm. Not that golf is not a sport, but it's not an action game, and so I'm I feel like I can do okay with that kind of game. And I've been really really enjoying it. Plus, I understand how golf works. You hit the ball towards the hole. If I'm playing, um, you know, if, let's say if I'm playing Madden. I couldn't tell you the difference between a nickel defense or a dime defense. And the only reason I know those two words is because of Madden 94. So uh, like (laughs) that's one of the things that always pushes me away from sports games. Um, So when I was playing PGA Tour uh, 2K21, which just came out, I was playing it recently, and I was like, oh, my God. It feels like they even cut away from – like I was playing – uh, uh, my match or whatever and they cut away from me to show me another play not an actual player but another golfer like sinking a chip and I was and you know the the they're, they're like okay let's let's take a look at what happened earlier on the 14th hole or whatever and they show that and then they cut back to me and I was like that was really cool and earlier my wife saw that I would I was I was thinking about picking up the game, and I was watching somebody stream it on Twitch. And she walked into the room, and she just kind of glanced at the TV or at the screen, and she said, "Are you watching golf?" And I said, "No, no, yeah. I'm watching a a video game." And she gets in close, and she goes, "Oh, okay, I can see it now." But just looking out of the corner of your eye, um, the presentation is just so so fantastic yeah. with these games. And uh, I went like. That that guy who I was watching him play golf, I went to watch him stream the next day, and it happened to be the day that um, the new Madden game came out, and the same is the same is true for Madden. Like the presentation is really amazing. Like the there's a player on the ground, he's holding his knee, and they're like talking about injuries and stuff. And I was like, that is really amazing. Do they do that kind of stuff? Like where where it it feels like you're watching a TV sh- uh, like a TV program. And do you say uh, skip away from this? Like, can I hit a button to skip this?
1: Yeah, that's where, like the for me, watching and playing the game. I guess it's it's a weird kind of hybrid now, almost like you wouldn't. I guess you kind of watch the cutscenes, maybe in Fortnite or whatever. That might be a comparable experience, but. I always enjoy like the for me playing the video game of hockey. I enjoy the little touches that they do cuz I know the on the creative side like having the goalies like in between the plays they're like pulling their mask off and taking a drink of water or whatever. Like they don't need to have that in the video game to make mm-hmm. it fun to play hockey, but it's a little touch that like makes it feel like you're watching, but then also getting to play the game. And, and so I always enjoy, yeah, I don't often skip all those little cutscenes and at like the start of the game, there's like the announcers introducing the, the game mm-hmm. and, and why it's important and uh, what it means in terms of the, you know, the history of hockey, the way sports people do with 110% and keeping your stick on the ice and all that stuff, all the cliche stuff. But the, and then the arenas themselves are represented really well. So I've, I haven't been to many NHL arenas, but the few that I have, it's like, well, I can see that's where my seat was. And, you know, um, just the the overall presentation of the game is so so fun to watch and experience. And especially as we have, obviously, compared to <laughs> back in 94, the massive TVs with, you know, HD, 4K, mm-hmm. whatever stuff. Like, it just it's just incredible. And, and that experience, like you said, your wife, sort of like at a glance, it's like, Oh, he's watching hockey. Oh no, he's playing hockey. I didn't, you know, You did. there is that second look that you, you take. I noticed my kids always are like skipping the cutscenes, scenes is like, just get me to the action whenever we play. Um, but I especially love like the goal celebration stuff and probably similar in in, in uh, Madden, it would be like the touchdown celebration scenes or whatever. And you're just like that little moment of a like, gloating over a goal and they show the instant replay and you get to kind of like stick it to your friend or your kid in my case if you're playing against someone of watching the replay of how you you owned them or whatever in a, in a goal and it's similar to that like Fortnite mm-hmm. headshot i guess experience or whatever um but yeah just lots of fun i
0: i i you know you touch on the commentators uh the commentators are so uh, much like it's insane how good i remember back playing madden And all you really had was John Madden saying, boom, and then it would move on or whatever. Um, It's really (laughs) fantastic. Like, I feel like there's a lot of repetition, especially if you're playing a lot. But the, the breadth of things that they can say and they're applying it to what's happening on the screen at that moment is so impressive and so immersive, which is it's this weird thing because... Other games try to make you feel like you're the character. And I feel like sports teams are, they're trying to make you feel like you're watching a game that you played in after the fact. Do you like, I think that that's really cool. Do you think that there's uh, that, that that they would, that they could make a hockey game, that would make you feel like you're the player. So you're just controlling one guy on the uh, on the ice at any time.
1: Yeah, well, actually they have I don't remember when they added it, but they have a be a pro series uh, feature. In a lot of the, in the NHL games, it's going back almost maybe 10 years, I would think. But, and I think in some of the Madden, and I know in the NBA Live series had something like this, where it's basically like a storyline mode they tried to build and they've had varying successes with it because it is kind of awkward. Like you're sort of intersecting with what's going on in the real hockey or basketball, whatever sport it is, world. But you do start like as a, play a rookie coming into the league and you get to sort of like upgrade your stats it's a bit like you know a hockey version of zelda if they're ever <laughs> <laughs> sort of meld those two worlds but like where you you know you're choosing like your strength your dexterity or whatever um your awareness on the ice and and things like that speed um and so you get to upgrade your player choose which contract you're gonna sign and who, which team you're gonna sign with and and kind of work your way through the league as mm-hmm. as a as a player uh, coming into the league. And so there is that experience, but yeah, it is that, that I think the heroic narrative, I guess, of like getting to hear uh, Jim Houston or whatever, one of the broadcasters say like the name you typed in, cause they'll, tr- they'll try and like let you pick at least last time I played this, they'll let you pick from like a, a selection of last names or nicknames that you want your player to be called. So then the oh, announcers cool. actually say like your name, if there's a match for it, it's depending on how, you know, a, a more obscure, I guess your name might be <laughs> um, or just like goofy names that you can pick as a nickname. Um, so that definitely lends itself to the immersiveness, but it is like you bring up an interesting idea of like you, there isn't voice commentators on your Fortnite game. Like you don't have some guy <laughs> audio trying to like match up what happened, which would be a, an interesting experience. I guess that's kind of like what people watch Twitch for is getting the like commentary of what's going on. Maybe, um, but, yeah, it, it definitely can – you can have that aspect of it. It seems like something I, – I saw the NHL 21 announcement where uh, Alexander Ovechkin is the cover athlete. That's always, like, the big thing of, like, for all these games of who's going to be on the cover and sort of – must be – you know, it's probably pretty prestigious insert in their sport, obviously, and um, they're kind of, like, telling his story of coming into the league, and now he's a sort of elder statesman in the game, mm-hmm. and I think the idea being that the feature that they want to sort of promote is this be a pro kind of – storyline mode almost of, of NHL where you're going to get to sort of walk through that journey and, and see if you can become the NHL superstar like he did I guess. Do you prefer that narrative stuff over let's say the seasonal stuff? I generally gravitate towards the seasonal stuff or just picking up a quick random game, but, mm-hmm. um, just cause the storyline mode, it's, you know, it takes time, which is, it's fun, but there is a lot more. I, I played through one on the FIFA series, actually the soccer one uh, a couple of years ago, I forget which version of it it was, but that one is, it's kind of fun. Cause it's like, it's foreign countries to me anyways, like Europe or whatever in, in soccer or football, depending on where you are. And it, it is fun and immersive and you get to like, they did a really good job of the presentation of it coming from my friend South America somewhere and trying to like make it in, in the premier league and things like that. Um, and, and a bit of story elements to it and choosing your agent and you know, all the stuff that uh, football players maybe deal with. Um, the hockey one was generally more like managerial, or like on the data stats side, not so much like a story as much. So maybe this version will have a bit more of a story to it. That's worth like, just in the same way that often sometimes like, Breath of the Wild is like a fun game to play for sure. But there's also just the bigger movie that you're kind of playing through uh, and, and getting to find out what happens in this story that you're watching and playing. And that's the part that draws me into the the be a pro mode. But usually it's pretty flimsy. Um, and so I don't follow it all the way through. What what features do you do you
0: wish that they would add to hockey games? Like if you if you like they, they kidnap you, the van comes <laughs> up outside your house, the Hockey mask is placed on your face, so you can't see where they're taking you. You're in this dark room, and they say, "All right, you got to come up with a feature that we're going to add to uh NHL 2022 for next year. What feature do you come up
1: with?" That's a good question. I don't know what because often, like when I'm playing a game with my, even with my kids or online, like I mean, there'd be little nitpicky things of like better internet connection support or whatever like lower you know bandwidth support and stuff like that or whatever that might improve the gameplay so it's not a little bit jerky but when you when I really think about the game itself on a technical level it's a pretty amazing there's 10 people plus a referee that they visualize I don't think it really matters where they are technically but <laughs> the you know like the 10 people on the ice that they're mapping where they all are plus a puck uh, and the various movements the players could be making within all that um, I guess when you compare it to Fortnite with hundred people, it's maybe not as big a deal anymore, but, uh, it just certainly felt like I remember match, like the online matchmaking thing. There's just so much stuff going on, on a hockey game. Um, that's, you know, it's, it's just incredible on a technical level that I don't really miss much. And I don't know feature wise, cause it's really just like, you want the game to feel fun. You want the game to feel realistic to a point, I guess. I, I think the, the sort of facial mapping and, and stuff that they do, the, the, um, motion tracking stuff where they use players to actually like goalies to actually do the moves instead of like programmers trying to like mimic what they think a goalie Mm -hmm. might do. All that kind of stuff is so incredible now that I don't even know what, like, it's hard to imagine that it's going to be that much better. Like if we look back 10 years or 20 years, what are we going to be playing in 10 to 20 years from now? And I can't even fathom how much better it's going to be, but I'm sure it will just like we couldn't have thought it would be this good 10 years ago. Um, and so this is a very long-winded way to say, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> the, the game is, is fun and it's good. And I'm sure like, there I know there's people who stream like, you know, stream a season and the managing and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's tons of nitpicky stuff in the, the managerial mode and the GM mode that they have where you can like, you know, play with your friends and online and manage teams together. And I'm sure all sorts of weird, like the AI for making a player trade and stuff is probably could be improved and things like that. But I don't spend enough time in there to really nitpick that. so so you mentioned things like uh
0: you know some somebody streaming the game uh to to you know they're they're going through the management stuff side or whatever would you watch fake like right now we have the pandemic and sports are having all kinds of uh uh, like they're having problems would you Mm -hmm. watch fake hockey on tv Like, would
1: you turn on ESPN and watch a fake hockey game? (laughs) It's an interesting idea, and I I haven't taken that plunge too far yet. I've streamed sometimes on, like, back when the Xbox had Twitch, or I mean, it still hasn't Twitch integration, I guess, but Mixer integration. Um, I streamed it just for fun a few times, and, like, obviously, like, two people watch or whatever, and it's nothing that I'm not any sort of big presence on there. Um, I think it's fun to watch people who know the game just like it is to watch like real sports with people who know the game. Like, I don't really love watching baseball, but if I'm watching baseball with a friend who knows like the fact that this pitcher went up against so-and-so, you know, back in 2010 and struck him out. Now this is like their rematch, you know, or whatever those kind of like the, the story of sport to me is interesting. And so if you're watching if I'm watching an NHL 94, someone's streaming that let's say, or or the (laughs) latest version and they have the commentary to, to sort of match uh, the, the, yeah, the, the storytelling, I guess, ability to match what's going on on the screen um, and keep you engaged that way. That to me is interesting, as interesting as watching a bunch of guys play real hockey. Um, and like my kids really love watching hockey now too, uh, my oldest especially, but he'll always prefer, like last night actually, he was asking to play some video game or watch some hockey that's on. And I said, what if you guys watch me play Fortnite and give me advice for a bit? And they kind of, they jumped at that instantly. Like it was like no question and a bit of animal crossing too. And so mm-hmm. the there's that draw is always going to be higher, I think with my kids. And so then by that nature, it's always kind of, I'm drawn to that as well. Cause I'll, I'll pick video games nine times out of 10 (laughs) over a TV or or a movie even too. So um, the appeal is there to me of like watching, if I could pick up someone who is starting a new season, let's say in NHL 21 when it comes out and, and follow them through on Twitch, let's say every day or every couple of days or whatever, the appeal is there for sure. The time factor of like just, being an adult with adult things you have to do unfortunately that's where the the lacking part is and my my day job being editing podcasts i used to be when i would edit uh, build websites and things for people i could have stuff playing in the background or on this you know in a window no problem listen to podcasts watch videos all the time while i was working but uh, the fact that I have to listen and pay attention to an audio feed already it makes it difficult to have also a Twitch stream going uh, on another window. So, um, but yeah, it definitely would be interesting. And especially the community you can develop around that. Like, I've often wished or had visions of doing that myself, of just playing, like, and, you know, you, I'd have five people watching or whatever, but just as a way of like walking through the season. Uh, and with whoever happened to tune in every Thursday night or whatever and see what happened next and what games, you know, how many games we got through or whatever in the season and things like that on a weekly basis as a stream is It's just kind of fun to me um, on both the technical and then the, the gameplay as well. So we'll see.
0: What, what do you think about the idea of saying, and, and I, I don't know any hockey players names other than Gretzky. So that, that is the limit <laughs> of my knowledge, <laughs> but, but let's say that there is um, you know, the New Jersey devils. And the team of the New Jersey Devils are playing NHL whatever as their own character. So they're playing themselves and they're playing against the I don't know, the oil, the not the Oilers. They're not around anymore. The the oh, yeah. Los an the, the Kings or something. Right. And the the actual players are playing as the characters in the game and they're going to have a match of hockey. Would you watch
1: that? <laughs> that's that kind of stuff doesn't appeal to me as much because i feel like those guys already get to play hockey and on tv so give someone else a chance but gotcha i yeah it is interesting to me like the the generational thing where like in the 90s when we started playing video games the players who were playing at that like playing real hockey at that time weren't into video games because they were adults and adults didn't play video games in the 90s really like i mean as a general rule it was like right. not a thing they did but now you see the players coming up and this has been happening for the last 10 years I'm sure who are very aware that the video game ecosystem exists and know how to like they play it on weekends where they'll like they play the they've played their real hockey game <laughs> then they go home and play the video game version to the point that I, I remember reading a couple of years ago that Uh, coaches were banning players bringing their Xboxes along on the road because they were such a distraction. Instead of the players getting together, you know, after the game, they'd all, you know, go to the bar or whatever they would do. Every player was going back to their hotel room where they brought their Xbox along and just playing video games. And so there wasn't like the team camaraderie development that Mm. used to happen in the same way. And so it's just interesting. And going back to even like the cover art uh, being uh, on the cover, I'm sure back in the nineties, it was kind of like, whatever, you're on a video game, who cares? Whereas now I think that's a, way more prestigious kind of thing because the the kids I say kids meaning you know the 20 year olds or whatever (laughs) they're playing hockey now professionally even though they're making millions of dollars doing the game and other sponsorships getting that like visible like if you're the person who's picked to be on the cover of a of the NHL game for that year that's a I think from what I understand anyway it's still a very prestigious thing and even more so than it used to be just because they're they've grown up with the holding on to the cartridge and looking at like Wayne Gretzky on the cover of nhl whatever and and now they get to be the guy on the cover of nhl you know current one
0: yeah well i mean well i i imagine that at most what are there 20 i don't know 30 uh, versions of nhl whatever so only 30 hockey players have had that uh honor of being on the cover of a game so of course that would be something that people would aspire to um yeah Let's move away from simulation hockey for just a moment and talk about um, your like arcade hockey games. Are there any arcade hockey games that you that you absolutely loved that like they don't feature real rosters or anything? It's just, you know, uh, cartoon dudes on an ice on the ice.
1: Yeah, there was um, I'm trying to remember what the like there was one for the NES NES, um, Nintendo that. I don't remember what. Uh, so what I'm going to give you a couple options. Was it Blades yeah. of Steel? Definitely was Blades of Steel. There was one, though, that was like sort of chunky guys. It was even before that. I just played it on the uh, the Switch has it in okay. the uh, yeah, the Nintendo. I think it was NES. It's called um, Ice Hockey. Is it just called Ice Hockey? Yeah, it's I was, was going to say it's probably hockey. back then. They could just do that because <laughs> they didn't even have licensing where there's like, who cares? Nobody's going to buy it. Um, so yeah, that one I remember playing a ton of when I when I had a NES because it was just like there's like your, your archetypes of like fat guy who could really hit, <laughs> big guy, mm-hmm. and skinny guy who was really fast, and then some guy in the middle. It was like your typical shooter guy, you know, loadout for a, a shooter game except with hockey. And and I that one I played a ton too, where I'd just by myself in the basement or whatever on the NES. Um, and and then Blades of Steel certainly too was fun. It was like a definitely a more arcadey style. Um, there's never been anything in my mind, to my that I've played anyways that has been as good as uh, an NBA Jam was for the basketball series, oh, of video games yeah. for hockey. And I think it's just because hockey is—it's hard to like be so exaggerated and and goofy with hockey. Like lately, now in the last ten, fifteen years, players have have kind of picked up on the idea of like, and maybe it's video games influence, where doing sort of weird trick shots in the game in the actual hockey game. Is okay and fun and kind of adds to the excitement. Whereas before it was kind of like that wasn't like you wouldn't try and pick the puck up on your stick and flick it around like a like you're playing uh like some yeah. um What's I'm drawing a blank now. On the I'm the not national sure. sport of Canada is lacrosse. That's right. Oh, I okay. Think <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Well, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt here. Did you just say the <laughs> national
1: sport of Canada is is not hockey? I know that's what it's commonly thought of as being hockey, and certainly in terms of dollars and attention. But officially, it was it is lacrosse. So, oh, okay, yeah.
0: Now, (laughs) I I will tell. I'm just going to give a little uh, bit of information to the listeners because I would say eighty percent of them have never heard of lacrosse. Uh, So, lacrosse is like field hockey. But you have a stick with a net on it that you hold the ball in, uh, and and basically that's what it is. But uh, I think a lot of people would have no idea what lacrosse is.
1: Yeah, and I should actually uh, update just in terms of Wikipedia research here while I stated that, is that actually apparently in 94 they passed, <laughs> Canada, Canadian Parliament had to pass a rule that... Uh, Hockey is recognized as Canada's official winter game and lacrosse is as its summer game due to some infighting within Canada, if you can believe (laughs) it. Of course. But yeah, your question about lacrosse is it's... I've gone to... We actually have a team here locally, like a a city-level national team, but city. And we've gone to a couple games. And it's a fun environment to go to, but I still don't really understand. Like, it's a tiny ball, guys with massive, like, football pad style things on and a stick with a net on the end of it. Um, and then a goalie that has like a very tiny sort of goal behind him that you can like wing the ball at his, at the net, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really entertaining to watch and even playing it with my kids. We've, we have a couple of lacrosse sticks and just like throwing the ball around or whatever. It's kind of, I can see the appeal and the, the challenge of it. I, I would never choose to watch. It's just too hard to watch on TV as a sports. But um, yeah, it's an interesting interesting game.
0: When I was growing up, I always struggled watching hockey on TV, because the puck is so small, and it moves so fast, and then there was a very short time where I, where they decided, we're going to highlight the puck, Yeah, and I was like, I thought that was the most brilliant thing ever, and then they just got rid of that, I mean, I, I was never, I, I don't watch uh hockey so maybe they brought it back but then it just like they took that away and i was like well i'm done watching <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i think that was in the late 90s uh fox sports did that they actually uh, on according to wikipedia it was called fox tracks mm-hmm. uh their feature of a glowing puck and uh yeah i think much mocked in canada uh just because we've grown up Work. You know, knowing how to watch hockey. I guess maybe I don't know. Uh, but no, if I I totally get the idea of like how it's hard to track, and I don't know why what it is about the sport where maybe just you know watching it enough, it you, be, you get used to the idea that you can't see the puck every moment of the game, and that's okay or something. that's like what's going on in my brain when you're watching it, but um, because it's it isn't like until you get a replay and a slow motion close up of like how the puck actually went into the net, you it's really hard to see exactly obviously where it went, especially from TV camera angles Mm -hmm. Um, and even watching it in a stadium. Like if you've ever gone to a hockey arena and watched it, watching a game, you're, you know, unless you're down in the first 10 rows or whatever, you're, you're having a hard time seeing where the the thing is. So, um, but if you've never gone to an actual hockey, not that I'm a huge hockey nut in itself, but like going to a hockey game, whether it's local, you know, Senior men's, whatever, or women's, you know, hockey, or, or, or like to the NHL games, it's worth going at least, you know, on your bucket list or whatever once just to get in a sense of, um, first of all, how fast the game actually moves when, cause on TV it, it looks fast. But then when you're actually up close and personal with it and you see the players on the ice, um, not from the nosebleed section of the game, but <laughs> of the arena, but, um, when you're on the ice at ice level and seeing them, like you get an appreciation for the fact that if, so if I'm on skates, and some other guy is coming up <laughs> at me while i am got a stick in my hand and a puck that I'm trying to keep track of, and he's you know, coming at me to try and you know, hit me or get rid of the puck. There's a lot of things you're trying to track, and not the least of which is just, please, dear God, don't let his skates end up near my neck or something. <laughs> exactly. You know, and so it just the speed of the game, the intensity of the game in, in reality is, is worth experiencing once or twice, just to get an idea of why it's such a popular sport, I think, to watch and, and play. Awesome.
0: Well, Chris, this has been I was a little worried because hockey, I don't (laughs) I don't care about sports and I don't uh, pay attention to uh, sports games and of all of the sports that I would pay attention to. I'm going to get upset a lot of people here. Hockey is low on that list uh, just because (laughs) it's not something that that you you can't go in the backyard and really play it all that well unless you have a pond. And, uh, and it's cold and you have ice and, uh, you know, all of those things make me not really super interested, but I felt like this is a really fun conversation. So thank you very much for coming on the show.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I was, I was nervous too, picking a, you know, uh, a game, a series of games instead of like one individual game, I guess that, the, but hopefully we gave folks enough of a, an overview of the, the type of game and, and even just the sports game and genre in general, Uh, that maybe they'd pick one I know the the uh, who is it the dude perfect guys just must have had a promo on their YouTube channel for uh, EA Sports Golf the latest version that you were talking about and my kids had watched the video of them playing it and I asked them like so does that make you want to play golf now the the EA Sports Golf game like no (laughs) (laughs) so we'll stick to Fortnite I guess for now yeah yeah
0: All right, so every episode, I try and end the show by getting my guests to close it out by saying our motto, which is that the resolution doesn't matter. The resolution doesn't matter. The theme song for 143 Pixels is Through a Cardboard World by Tony Lays. You can find more of their music at tonylays.bandcamp.com. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can find it at pixels 143 and if you want to follow me, I'm at Run Jump Stomp. This show is part of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. For more information, head on over to gstu.net. You know, if there's a particular episode of 143 pixels that speaks to you, you know, a game that you have played or a game that you started playing after listening to an episode of 143 Pixels and you want to share your story with that game, then do me a favor and send an email to 143pixels at gmail.com. That's 143pixels at gmail.com. Tell me your story and I'll share it on a mailbag episode of 143 Pixels.